Welcome to Steelcast, Heart of Steel UK's podcast about all things related to steel. Our processes, our products, our customers, our people and our communities. My name is Tim Rutter and in this latest series I'm talking to experts and key stakeholders about climate change, sustainability and decarbonisation. In this latest Steelcast mini-series about decarbonisation, we're talking to a variety of industry experts who were recently present at the first ever UK Metals Expo. In this episode, we catch up with Tata Steel UK's Chief Commercial Officer, Anil Janji, who had just announced in his speech to the conference that the company's Port Talbot site is to pursue accreditation to responsible steel, and the UK organisation is also to follow the Science-Based Targets Initiative. We caught up with him directly after his talk, which was entitled Innovating Together to Forge a Sustainable Future for the UK Metals Industry. So we're well into the afternoon here at uh, UK Metals Expo at the NEC in Birmingham and uh, we've just listened to our Chief Commercial Officer Anil Janji uh, give a great presentation at one of the theatres about the importance of the steel industry to the UK. Anil, thanks very much for joining us straight off the platform. Uh, it went down really well, uh, lots of people engaged with what you were saying. Now this is the first UK Metals Expo. Why is it important to hold a conference like this and why is it important for Tata Steel to be here? I think uh, this, this is the first big event which is happening in the metal sector after Brexit. And uh, I admire the inspiration of the, the founding members and we have been the prime sponsors for this event. And it's been a golden opportunity for us, for Tata Steel, especially in a phase of post-Brexit and post-separation where we are trying to reconvene ourselves, focusing on UK as a nation. I think it's, it's the perfect thing to be doing as we are the industry leaders, how we can value add across the value chain and how we can work with across the value chain partners to build the nation. Yeah, and collaboration is a big word for us at the moment, isn't it? And I know you're joined by lots of your commercial colleagues here yesterday and today. Um, how useful has it been for your team? It's, it's, been, it's been amazing, uh, Tim. It's, uh, I had never expected the kind of response we had yesterday. We got together with at least 25 customers from across the sectors right from construction to packaging to automotive and engineering solar it was it was it was like reuniting with your customer base uh, and what an efficient way of connecting with the value chain in one forum you get to meet 25 customers in one platform you share what's happening in each other's industries how have everyone gone through the whole covid phase yeah. and how have everyone sort of reinvented its purpose and how they want to go forward for the next two, three years. Yeah. And what support they need from us and what support we need from them. It was, it was a very informal, very nice interaction yesterday. And most of my team has just carried the same message across to the, uh, the value chain partners today as well. Yeah. Uh, we have met, I have met at least 10 new customers whom I had not met in the last one year since I've been in this role. I'm very pleased to share that I get very positive feedback from their interactions with Tata Steel. That is very reassuring all the way. But at the same time, an open gateway for them to reach out to me whenever they need any help. Yeah. And as you said, it's almost perfect timing. You mentioned the first time since Brexit, but the first time since the pandemic uh, that people are getting together. But here we are in the middle of a, um, a, a, a crisis, for people might call it, in terms of cost of living, the energy price spike that's going up, the pressure on decarbonization, a new government coming into place. You know, I've been talking to lots of the customers that you've been meeting today and, and they're talking about the importance of changing the dynamics of business in steel 
because of the sustainability debate, the carbon net zero debate, and they're all wanting sort of these big ticket items. Now, you've just stood up in the speech there this afternoon, we were all listening uh, uh, really carefully, and you announced this uh, commitment we're making as a company to responsible steel accreditation for the Talbot site, um, but also to follow science-based targets. What, how important are those sort of official, independent, validated organizations to our, to our customers and to our own progress? Okay, it's a very valid question. First of all, I'd like to take the opportunity to thank the UK management team for their support and also the board of Tata Steel UK for the support we have had towards uh, making this commitment to going in for science-based target as well as uh, responsible steel. It's, we have seen the whole announcements about CO2 emissions and, and the commitments each of the industries have to make towards ensuring that the temperature doesn't rise above 1.5 degree or 2 degree by X number of years or 3 decades or 4 decades. Now all that needs to be translated into some physical numbers. And that is the whole basis of why science-based targets are. What do we as industry within steel industry, what is our role to play? What role do we have to play to make sure that everything is measurable? Our contributions are measurable to meet those bigger goals of 1.5 uh, degree centigrade. Yeah. Because if everything is lies affair, how do we even manage that journey? Yeah. It's important that, and we are not the only ones, in fact, and we are not the legards either. Mm -hmm. uh, in the European landscape, I think we are in the first five, first four uh, steel companies who have uh, registered ourselves with science-based targets. Mm -hmm. It has sufficient amount of support from World Steel as well. Obviously, the parlance for developing countries will be different from developed countries. And we are fully supportive of the targets which we'll set for our, for our industry for the developed countries, yeah. for the Western world. And similarly, responsible steel is, is a commitment to a bigger purpose on everything, on being best on the value chain, being best on communities, being best on decarbonization. It is, it is having a nice standard mm. in the steel industry. And we feel we are already there. Mm. If you see whether it's our Netherlands business or UK business, amount of work we have done over the last, in the last 10 years of restructuring tra transformation, we have, made a decent enough of progress, close to probably 60-70%, mm. just the last leg we need to get it mm. all squared up and we'll get that certification and it'll be a very proud moment for all of us. Because everybody in the industry, you know, feel it, we feel under certain amounts of pressure, don't we, especially with the, the steel making operations, everyone's saying, well, when are you going to make the, the big decision, the big ticket technology change, everyone's waiting for that change, but, you know, you talk to our customers all of the time, and the people are putting pressure on us for, for greener steel or low carbon steel, but do they recognise the progress that is being made in the absence of that big decision, do they recognise the progress that's being made? to reduce our energy usage, to reduce our carbon footprint, the investments we're making in technologies such as you know, the power generation at Talbot, is that being recognized in the market? It's, it's a very, very valid point, Tim. Uh, I don't think we have scratched the surface on that as yet. Yeah. Uh, we have a responsibility as the UK management team and all of us together as leaders to first educate our colleagues and our team members because our best brand ambassadors are our employees. First, we have to believe and be convinced that we as a company are actually doing things. Uh, so that knowledge base is still sort of spreading across the company. Uh, I'm personally trying to 
propagate this message through our commercial calls which we have on a monthly basis to all our account managers and customer facing teams that we cannot just be waiting for the big announcement. We are taking initiatives, we are spending close to anywhere between 50, around 50 million every year which are towards reducing CO2 footprint. And I know that we, have, we will meet the 28% target for, which we have set for ourselves by 2030. And that is without any bigger purpose of decarbonization. And that work is on. And our manufacturing colleagues, our R&D colleagues, our environment colleagues, all of us are already working towards that. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the Tata values work there as well. We don't tom-tom about it. We get on with stuff. And probably that is the right thing to be doing. Customers appreciate it. Customers, when we educate them, and that is why you've seen the last one year, we have had at least 25 to 30 customer visits to our sites. When they come over, they spend time with us, when we educate them about it, they appreciate the work we are doing. Yeah, yeah, because I know in my job in communications, you know, almost everything that comes past my desk seems to have some sort of environmental aspect to it. And I wonder, as part of the UK management team, when you are reviewing the capital investment uh, requests and the projects that are coming through, you know, do you do you place a consideration on each of those requests as to their environmental benefits, or is it just about, you know, productivity and quality and that sort of thing? First and foremost is safety. Yeah. Uh, we, we as a company, I think we have to maintain that as the primary objective. Uh, we have, as all of us know, we have tried our best to meet the expectations and the standard of where we need to work on the safety related CAPEX issues. All the, there's a, the second most important criteria for awarding all the, uh, the CAPEX schemes and approving all the CAPEX schemes as UK management team and that is the support and the guidelines we have from the board and from our parent Tata Steel India team as well, is please give appropriate focus to strategic initiatives. And decarbonization is the most important strategic <laughs> initiative which any of us can take today. Yeah, yeah. And, and as part of the management team, do you feel that pressure to decarbonize most strongly coming from the government or from our markets? Well, to be honest, from our families. <laughs> yeah, there is that as well. Yeah. The, the world has woken up. Yeah. It's, it's my conscience and your conscience. Forget about customers and, and the government. Uh, we are all, we are much more enlightened of what we have seen in the last four years. And, and that awareness is so, it's not, just not with you and me. It's, it's alike. It's with customers, with stakeholders, with communities. Governments do the right thing. Uh, unless you put a target, you don't, you don't expect the society to start working towards it. But government doesn't have the answers, we know that. But we cannot leave it too long and open-ended that the platforms and the infrastructure and the support, there needs to be some joint of guidance which the government also needs to play with, give us, yeah. give the industry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the pressure and the focus is from all across. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting perspective. I know I was talking to Gareth Stakes earlier from UK Steel and he was saying there's a, a big opportunity for the new government to, to make some lines in the sand about supporting industry and the importance of supporting uh, jobs and so on and so forth. But, you know, when you talk to maybe some, some of the smaller parts of our own supply chains and industries, they feel maybe a little bit out of the loop. How do we get the whole industry to come together with a single voice? Is it is it through forums like this? For surely forums like this. And uh, also we have a role to play in the communities we operate, mm. whether it is 
South Wales or whether it is Shorten or Corby and the various sites of the distribution UK and Ireland. You know that I have had the chance to meet members of parliament in the Steel Park area. Mm -hmm. uh, they've, been, uh, they've been associated with the Conservative Party leaders. We just need more brand ambassadors to cascade the journey. And I feel that there is sufficient amount of proactiveness from the government participants as well, whether it's the base of the world or uh, commercial attaches or UK trade authorities or uh, all of them are actually quite proactively offering their support. Just, we just need to ensure that we are all joined up in the story. Yeah. Listen, Anil, it's great to have your time. Very grateful for you spending so much time with us today and great to hear your speech and fantastic to hear the launch of the uh, commitment to responsible steel and science-based targets. And I'm, I'm absolutely positive your commercial colleagues will be thanking you for some time for announcing it because it will uh, do them some favours as well. Yeah, they're, they're very relieved and they're very thankful and they're very uh, hopeful of what we can achieve going forward. And um, I'm really pleased and I thank the UK management team and the board once again. And thank you for all the support. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks, Anil. Thanks very much. It's clear that it is not only Tata Steel that is glad of the opportunity for people to come together at events such as this after the pandemic. As Anil said, it has been like reuniting with our customer base. And the customers we spoke to at the show seem to feel very much the same. And although announcements have been few and far between because of the appropriate deference to the mourning period of Queen Elizabeth, I'm sure the Tata Steel UK commercial team will be delighted to now be able to share with their customers the significant commitment the company is making to move further forward on its road to decarbonisation. Anil's energy around the progress that is being made by the company to decarbonise as a strategic driver for the company is infectious. He has absolutely no doubt that Tata Steel UK will meet the targets it sets for itself and sees decarbonisation as a duty to society, let alone to communities, customers and employees. In the next episode, we talk to longtime friend of the steel industry and academic partner at Swansea University, Cameron Plydell Pierce, who brings another perspective to the current issues being tackled by energy intensive industries. Thanks for listening to this episode of Steelcast. Please let us know what you think about the topics we're discussing or any other aspects of decarbonisation and sustainability you'd be interested in hearing about. If you want to keep up to date with the latest happenings in Tata Steel UK and in this series, our journey towards decarbonisation, please do subscribe to Steelcast through Podbean, Spotify, Apple or wherever else you get your podcasts. See you next time.